you can love your kids, you can grow them as people, and you can learn through the game, but you can push them still on the ball field to be the best skilled player they can. There, there's that good that good balance. And um, I, I just think that the game is so cool to give us the opportunity to grow them as people. Hello, and welcome to the Coaching the Mental Game of Softball podcast, where we share tips, strategies, and stories for how to develop resilient, cohesive, and confident teams. I'm Melanie Rushing, and I'll be joined shortly by Alicia Smith for another episode. Today's episode is with another exciting guest. We'll discuss her team's goals for the season, how she develops the culture of their team, how they foster open communication, how they stay focused and driven through the tough times, and her why and support system. We also have another challenge for you today. You're going to find your why and your specific coaching style. We'll talk about that more at the end. But first, let's talk about you and your team and whether or not you're ready to level up your mental game. Softball coaches are getting better and better at coaching the mental game, especially now that we see the impact it has on our players both on and off the field. The challenge is most coaches are trying to piece it together themselves and do it all on their own. After a while, these passionate, dedicated coaches begin to get frustrated and burn out because they're putting so much work in and not seeing the growth they were hoping for. We've figured out the remedy to this situation. We've created a system based on sports psychology, coaching leadership, and other trainings that helps coaches implement the mental game more without getting burned out in a way that players buy into and grow leaps and bounds from. Are you ready to level up your mental training program? Find out at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash level up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. We're here with another exciting guest. She's one of the most well-known coaches, not only for her success in the field, but also for her willingness to style, which can be pretty rare. (laughs) She is a nine-time Coach of the Year and Coaching Staff of the Year from both conference to nationally ranked. She is the reigning NCAA Division I champion and head coach of the Florida State Seminoles. Please welcome Coach Lonnie Alameda. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. What a cool introduction. Thanks so much. (laughs) So, Coach, we'll get started right away. Um, Could you first talk about what your big goals are for this season for both you and your team? Um, You know, I think the one thing we just talked about is attacking the moment. Like, we just want to attack everything. And um, that's always kind of been our our thing is, of course, you got some end goals of where you want to be. But if it's not about the process and where you're at right now, uh, then the end goals aren't going to take care of themselves. So we have uh, a target on our back and we have a lot of really amazing freshmen. So with that mindset, let's just go out and get better each and every day. And so honestly, I know that sounds so simple, but that's exactly what we've been all about. It is a very simple concept and one that's talked about all the time, you know, focus on the process, focus on the process. It's not about the outcome or the end goal, but that's always in the back of your mind, right? So what are the things that you do or practice or preach with your players to help them focus on that process? Um, You know, I mean, there's quite a few things that uh, we try to do weekly. Um, um, We do some um, uh, kind of sports psychologist things, you know, Brian Kane works with us a little bit and um, we'll have a, you know, one day a week where we do some classroom time and we just talk about things. Um, you know, we'll maybe listen to the success hotline and it'll give us a topic. And we just, we talk for about 20 minutes as a team, just about certain scenarios. Um, we also have like kind of a one more board. So once a week we go down there and talk about like, what are you doing individually to get better for the team? Um, the game itself brings up so many opportunities. Like today in a scrimmage, you know, we, the, the wheels started falling off and got an opportunity to get together and talk about adversity. 
you know, so we just dealt with it. We had adversity. Everyone's being quiet out here. Why are we being quiet? Let's talk about it. So I think that there's just a lot of opportunities. Some things, you know, we feed them, we feed them, we feed them information. Um, but then a lot of times we just try to really get them to speak up and talk to us. So we hear what's going on inside their heads. That's awesome. I love, I love the interaction every single day with, with doing something right with the mental game. And I think that's so important to the player's development. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, you can easily put words up and you can say words and that can be all a part of you, but if you don't live it and talk about it and do it, it's not going to mean anything for you in the end. Absolutely. And that's, that's so embedded in, in your culture, right? Can yeah. you talk? I'm really curious. I've been really wanting to know could you, if you could talk a little bit more about your culture, because I'm really fascinated with the things that, you know, of course, are broadcast on the World Series um, about you letting your players, for example, you know, take the night off before the World Series. I know that was made like a big deal, but I, I yeah. know that's embedded in your culture. So could you talk a little bit more about your culture? Yeah, you know, I think that um, I, we're going to be the same all the time. We're very transparent. So I think that's the very first thing, like I kids came here to be the best student athlete they can be. And we as coaches want to make them the best student athlete they can be. It's that simple. And if we can invest in each individual player um, and make them better um, people and softball players, and you got 20 of those people working together, you know, we're going to be a pretty darn good team. And so, um, you know, when we talk about our cultures, um, it, it goes back to our values and um, you know, we have family, smart, aggressive, committed, competitive are our values um, and th those are like our standards across the board. But every year we go back to defining what family is and what smart is and can it get redundant? And sometimes yes. But if you don't have clarity in what you're doing, if you don't have understanding for the rookie that just came on board or maybe sometimes you got to revisit with a junior and senior, we're never going to get moving forward as a team. We're going to have some gray areas. And so, um, you know, do we have to take some class time and write down a line and say what's above the line and what's below the line? If that's important, because, you know, if you just sweep it under the rug, uh, it's going to show up at some point when, point when you hit adversity in the season and you're not all going to be in. And, you know, I, I think that's the one thing is you want to be all in. I mean, we're all here for a reason. We want to win at the highest level. So let, let some of the drama go and some of the things go and, and let's be about the big picture. And we try to address that a lot. So. Um, I know that was a lot in that, but that would be the culture. It's, it's very clear. We're very honest. Um, and we're just really trying to be the best version of ourselves as we can every day. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and it makes so much sense after watching your team too. Like you can see it in the way they play. Yeah. And to me, that's the difference between you. You said it's simple stuff. Yeah. But I really liked uh, Ken Revis's phrase of simplex. <laughs> he always yeah. makes up these phrases like Brian Kane. They're, I don't yeah. know how their brains work like that. Uh, yeah. It's simple yet complex. Yeah. Um, so I think you at this point in your career have gotten probably really good at knowing intuitively when things need to be discussed, how to pull different things out of your players. What were some challenges in the past as a coach getting used to this teaching them how to focus on the process daily and making it a part of your everyday culture that made it hard because it is so complex with different players each year. Yeah. Well, I think the number one thing is consistency from the top. And um, if Travis Craig and I um, didn't, we're not on the same page, you know, I mean, you have a coaching staff and we've been together. we have been going on, you know, eight years, you know, being together now. So the right side and the left side know what each of us are doing. 
um, you know, we can, we can attack it with the same mindset. So when you have consistency and, and you have clarity in the coaching staff, it's going to trickle down. Um, so I think that's where it starts in the, in the beginning. And, you know, I kind of always tell young coaching staffs or coaching staffs that work together, like, go ahead and be able to shut the door and get after things. Because the minute you close off or you're not on the same page, your kids are going to feel it. And if you're not on the same page at the top, it's going to be really hard to have culture underneath it. And uh, you're going to have kids like picking coaches and picking sides and you don't want that. So if you're there for the student athlete, it's pretty easy from the get to make sure that we're on the same page. And, you know, you can argue about it in a closed room, but when you open the door and you go out to the team, you are a united front. And I'm so lucky because not only does Travis and Craig, you know, coaching staff together, but you know, Scott, our sports information, our athletic trainer, our equipment person, they're all here for the right reasons and they all have the same mentality. So that completely helps, you know, as you're going through this. So, you know, so if something's going on in the weight room and my strength coach, you know, can kind of make me aware, you know, this kid didn't get maximum effort or they were a little bit late or, you know, it just opens a window to have conversations with players and complete open door policy. Kids can come in whenever they want. We bring kids in. You're just literally coaching them up on life and, it's life decisions to be on the softball field too. So, you know, if things aren't going good in life, things are not going to go good in softball. <laughs> so, you know, it's just hand in hand. And um, so we're, we just really try to make sure that we're just in a people business and we're treating people um, with the ability to grow as individuals. That's a great lead into the next question. Uh, we were going to ask you about some of the strategies that you, that you have to keep those open lines of communication is there anything else that you do in addition to that open, open door policy? Um, well, I think we're, again, go back to the honesty approach. So um, we have a meeting in the fall with them in the beginning, um, just kind of where they're at. Some kids coming back from summer, some expectations we see, um, some freshmen, you know. And so we're very, um, one, just to get them comfortable sitting around us. And two, you know, this is what we see from you in practices. You should run the bases more. We want to play you an outfield here. What do you think, you know, and, and try to get their version of what they think they should be at Florida State and, you know, just try to really be able to, to push the buttons. What do you want to do in school? Are you looking to get straight A's? What, you know, what do you want to do internships? Just get a good one on one plan for them as a student athlete. Then we meet with them again at the end of the fall. Now we've got two months under our belt. You know, we go back to the piece of paper and we talk about, you know, well, where are you at in the classroom? You missed some classes or you're not doing well in this class or you know, you're, you're still not hitting the outside pitch too well, or, you know, we're not doing the extra base running. I mean, you just have an accountability or a checklist of like, Ooh, knocked it out, knocked it out, knocked it out. You're on the right path. And so, you know, it, it helps to have an open door policy and kids coming in when you actually start to gain a plan for developing them as a, as a student athlete. I love that. Have you ever come across, everyone has, <laughs> what barriers have you come across with trying to get all of this information out of your student athletes, particularly if they're new to the program or more shy or just uncomfortable talking about something specific? Um, you know, well, fortunately, again, being here for a while as a coach, you know, in recruiting, um, as you recruit kids, you get to talk to them about the same things and they're going to get here. So it's almost like, you know, kids that commit a couple years earlier, you're having six, seven years of conversations with them, you know, so you build relationships. But um, I think one of the hardest things sometimes is kids to let go of the parent coach. Um, a lot of their parents have been their coaches and um, they've been with them for a long time. Some of these kids are starting at 8U, 10U on a travel team, you know, and their their parents are a part of it. And mom and dad are with them all the time and they've been a part of their growth. And then they get to college and their coach is challenging them in something else. And they're also hearing it from mom and dad as the coach and the parent too. And how do I let go of what my parents are telling me and my coach is asking me and me growing 
as a collegiate athlete every day, there, there's just a lot, you know? And so I think sometimes that's the struggle sometimes is coming in here and being like, okay, this is the kind of player I am. This is who I want to be. Or oh, I just need to, to talk to my parents and tell them like, just let go. I'm developing on my own now. Like that's just a really tough balance for them at times. And sometimes they hold back from us. Sometimes they hold back from the parents. In end, you want everyone to be on the same page. Their parents love them, obviously. Um, so some kids feel as if their game defines them, but in reality, it's not. Their parents love them. They just got to realize that, you know? And so it's just a little bit of a process. So sometimes that's a hiccup, you know, in it. Um, the other side, a lot of kids don't sit the bench. Uh, you know, you go from one club team to another. You're always playing. You're always playing. Now you come to college and there's a process to getting on the field. And that's okay. It's okay to be on the bench. It's okay to be behind someone. It's okay to be a pinch hitter at times. Like that's part of a team being really good is having 22 kids that contribute at some part of the season. Um, but how do you handle being on the bench? That's a really, really tough role for a lot of kids. And a lot of communication has to go into that part of it too. I think that piece is so critical. And again, it's another one of those things that we talk about all the time. It is a, it's a difficult thing to actually do to establish a culture, to have great communication. So you figure that out. I can tell by the way your team plays even. That's awesome. Um, what type of um, things do you do to maybe stay fresh and regain maybe some pr perspective, maybe midway through the season or, or maybe even when things are getting a little tough? Um. Well, you know, I appreciate tough. I appreciate adversity. Um, I think, you know, at some point in the season, you're always going to take a sucker punch at some point, you know, and um, it's just a matter of when it's going to happen and whether it comes from an injury or someone leaving or um, just a couple bad games in a row or who knows what it is, right? Um, but you're only as tough and you're only as good as a team when things are not going good. Like you really find out who you are, who's on your side, um, and I think when you get those checkpoints, like you really realize how strong you are as a character program, um, pride you have, the nitty gritty that you have. Like, you know, I, I enjoy that because, of course, everyone loves winning and when things are going right, but that's not going to sustain all the time. Mm -hmm. and so I appreciate that. And um, I don't know, I, I'm still a student of the game. So uh, what keeps me going is, you know, sitting here at night and reviewing games and just seeing the, the process happening. And the growth happening, whether it's the little things, that just really inspires me. And uh, I just, I really, the season is so much fun for me because so many players are growing in different areas. And I really enjoy that part of it. I'll tell you from a coach's perspective, myself, watching your team, obviously with the World Series uh, run that you had last year, was that absolute never give up attitude. You know, I think the Jesse Warren play was like the ultimate from a mental performance standpoint. Yeah. truly being fearless. Right. And also listening to Megan King's interview, you know, when she was talking about how, Hey, you know, if they hit, they hit, I know my team has my back. And those are the types of things that I know as a coach, you're really looking for in your players. So yeah. is that those moments, do you sit back and kind of reflect on, on those moments as well after the season is over? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I haven't even really got back and watched all the games and kind of been through it, but you know, we, we get some highlight clips here and there and, um, but, you know, I have the snapshot in my mind and um, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I sit down in the, in the well there in the dugout and just watch the team and watch their passion. And, you know, as a coach or as a parent, like in life, like they'll have that forever. And that's what they work hard for. And that's just so cool to see that, you know, it's not about me 
And, you know, it's their team. Every year it's a new team and it's their team. And it's something that they're going to have forever. They work for it. They put it out there. It's just so cool that they were free enough to let it go and just enjoy mm -hmm. it. And um, I think that's uh, that's probably the coolest memory that I'll have. And seeing our athletic director and all our fans above us cheering and yelling. And I mean, th those memories, that, that snapshot will be, um, you know, we were a part of that. And we were part of that. And that's just, it's just a, a really, really amazing feeling. I think the coolest thing about the way you're talking about these awesome memories, yes, they were an amazing outcome, but you can hear you smiling. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can yeah. tell you're just lighting up when you're talking about this. And to me, that that's what I try to bring out in coaches when I'm asking them, like, why do you coach? Yeah. So if you could define, like, what is your why? The big picture of what drives you and makes you smile and you tell those stories because it's definitely much deeper than the national championship. It's all yeah. the little things. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, to me, it's always the light bulb moment. It's the moment that the kids figure out that they're the most amazing person, you know, that they can be. And I, I think that, you know, through the game uh, of softball, through any game, it tests you um, emotionally, physically, and mentally and when these kids through the failures and successes realize, like Megan King, I'm just going to pitch. Like if they hit it, they hit it. If they don't, they don't. Like I'm doing what I love to do. Like when you hear that and you see that, you're just, you're so happy for them because that's what everybody wants in life. And I, you know, it's not just sport. It's you want to go into your relationships the, the most positive you can. You want to go into your job, a little part of their light bulb going off to feel the coolest person they can be. And that's, so I really, that that's, that's my why. <laughs> So cool. I, I absolutely love that because I think sometimes when you really dig into that, that's what makes you such a special coach and special, such a special person and such an amazing ambassador for the game. So as a, as a high school coach that watches you from afar, I greatly appreciate, you know, all of those qualities about you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's funny because everyone can say like, Oh yeah, great kumbaya. That really wins you games. You know I mean? There's definitely <laughs> the softball side of it. And right. I don't think that I, don't think that you come and you, you hold hands and you watch a fire burn at night and you're going to win. Like, that's <laughs> not the case. You know, there's a very transactional side to playing, mm -hmm. but there's that balance, right? You can love your kids. You can grow them as people and you can learn through the game, but you can push them still on the ball field to be the best skilled player, that good balance. And um, I, I just think that the game is so cool to give us the opportunity to grow them as people. So one last question for you, coach. Yep. Who do you go to for support? Oh my gosh, I have lots of people and lots of situations. Um, I mean, former players are probably the best for me. Um, you know, like uh, equipment manager here, Robin Arberg, amazing. She's been in the program. Carly Wynn, who played here, she's at Arizona State. Kaylee Rafter at Virginia. Um, Maggie Laverie at Boise State. They're all in the game right now, but they all played. So it's so cool to call them because they're obviously younger and they're in the game. Like, you know, am I being in this right now? <laughs> am I not? You know, and they can give me good feedback because they can tell me how it is. And Jessica Burroughs, I called a ton last year. You know, I just, I use, because those kids know they've been in the dog fight with you. They all know. So, and they all know me. So it's pretty easy for them to give feedback. Um, but I can tell you, we have a really great relationship with our staff. So Travis Craig, I, even Scott, like Anthony, like all of us could sit down and be like, seriously, what's happening right now? We're all really good <laughs> at perspective and we're all really good at like talking to each other. So when, you know, if someone's going off the cliff, like what are you so pissed off about right now? Like, and we can bring each other back. And um, that goes back to our family culture and our family atmosphere. I mean, we're all here for the right reasons and there's times that we need to pull people in or kick them in the butt. And that's what a family does. And 
Um, so I have a lot of outlets and a lot of. That is such a cool culture. And I'm so happy you guys have that. Yeah. <laughs> last, last question. I always yeah. <laughs> yes. How would you give any advice to a coach who also wants to foster that family-like atmosphere? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I tell people to definitely be who they are, you know, um, cause I think at times you see these coaches and you want to be that, but that's not your personality. Like people will see through that and you can't be one thing from nine to five and be something else. Like, I mean, coaching is a 24 seven thing. And so be real with who you are and uh, you know, and then balance that, you know, we've got a different personalities here in the coaching staff and that's okay. Um, you know, I think that's one thing. And, you know, I just think the other thing is I don't know everything. Um, I will never know everything in this game. And to sit up here and pretend that I do, uh, you lose a lot of kids trust that and that also. So, you know, we're here, we're a work in progress as a coaching staff. So are the players. I always tell them you're never going to know anything in the game either. Like the minute you think it's a lot of opportunity to grow. And so I think those are the two things that, you know, kind of talk about. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for all of this coach. You're welcome. Thank you for all that you guys do. Oh, thank you very much. We're really passionate about growing the mental part of the game and yeah. we appreciate your comments about the mental strategies and things that you do with your team, because we, we know that how critically important that is to mostly more above anything else developing the person. Yeah, no, it's totally, you know, and, and I'll tell you, I got a chance to work with Harvey Dorfman, Dorfman and Ken Revisa and Brian Kane, all of them. And, um, you know, it is, it is the next factor being successful. It really is. And some people can think some things are a dog and pony show and just words, but if you live it and if you work on the skill sets mentally, it is the difference for you to have the edge uh, on, on individuals and teams. And um, I 100% believe that's, that's why we are where we are. Well, we can't thank you enough, Coach, for your time. We know you're really, really busy. So thank you again for everything that you do as well for our game. Thank you. Let's look forward to a cool season, another one. Oh, ahead. Heck you know, yes. <laughs> Good luck, Coach, this Good year. Good luck. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Bye. And that is a wrap on today's episode. Inspired by Coach Alameda, we've got another challenge for you. I want you to define your why and coaching style. This challenge seems simple, but we're going to ask you to dig a little deeper. Almost every coach will say something like, I coach to help develop great players and strong young women, which is true. But when we dig a little deeper, we discover that we all approach that goal in different ways. Your challenge is to dig deeper into your own coaching style and what drives you to show up every day. Once you figure this out, you'll be able to get through any rough patch with total belief that you're still doing exactly what you should be doing. If you'd like a little guidance, check out sparkatype.com. It's a quick 10-minute survey that'll help you discover specifically what drives you. When you receive your results, you'll be able to more clearly see how you can best develop the person under the jersey. For a little insight, mine came back as The Sage, which is all about teaching and sharing information so that other people can grow even more. So perfectly fits me and makes me feel really good about all the decisions I'm doing in this business and with coaching. So once you've done that, we wanna hear how you tackle the challenge and then how that helps with your everyday coaching style. Give us a shout out on social media, shoot us a private message, or for our members, share it in the Dream Team Clubhouse. That is it for today. We hope you got something great out of this episode and hope to see you next week. Have a good one.